This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to The Bouquet Toss. Today, we're disrupting the tradition of buying your wedding dress and keeping it forever. Wedding dress rental is a trend that might shock your mother or grandmother, but that we are so on board for. Renting most often allows you to get what would have been an entirely more expensive dress for a fraction of the price. Renting your wedding dress is an amazing way to cut down on waste and still achieve the wedding look of your dreams. So with us today to discuss wedding dress rentals is London Carter from Lane London. London Carter is the CEO and co-founder of Lane London, a first-of-its-kind bridal shop upending the wedding dress experience by providing chic, high-end wedding dresses for rent versus purchase. She earned her MBA from Emory University with a dual concentration in business leadership and strategy. So we're super excited to have you here today, London. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, and I think we need to start off right away with the elephant in the room. What are the most common concerns that people have when it comes to renting a wedding dress? Yeah, you know, it's such a new concept, which is just even crazy just to say, but one of the first things that we thought of when we were talking about starting Lane London was men do it so why shouldn't women and that actually became a slogan that we used for a while because men have always rented tuxedos why should women have to spend thousands of dollars on a dress and that was one of the biggest things that really kind of kept us intrigued on the industry and like transforming it and so the hesitations and concerns really that we see from women are really around it just being something that's not the norm. You may be this budget savvy bride, but you don't have to feel like you're compromising your wedding gown just because you're renting it. And we really try and just take all those initial concerns that they have. You know, is the dress going to fit me? Is it going to look, you know, used and worn? Where did this dress come from? That's a, that's a big question that we get. And so all of those things, we try and make sure that the bride knows before she even steps in our door that uh, helps her kind of just be at ease when she comes in. So is there sort of like a formula when it comes to how many times a dress can be worn? Does it kind of vary from style to style based on like the wear and tear that the material gets? You're correct. It it depends on the style of the dress, but also the fabric. You know, lace dresses are going to have a little bit more wear than dresses that say maybe are silk or a Mikado fabric. And so it's really important for us to make sure that throughout the whole process that we have that dress, whether it comes from dry cleaning or whether it goes out to a bride, we ensure that the quality control of that dress is always at top of mind. That way the dress looks the same as when the fifth bride rents it as when the first bride rented in. So we want to make sure that that stays consistent. I think one of the biggest concerns that most brides feel is worrying about the fit. If they're renting, their first thought is like, oh, but then I can't alter it. Can you talk to that? Probably the question we get the most after, do you really rent wedding dresses? Is, will the dress fit me even though I'm renting it? And, you know, the answer is absolutely yes. We work really hard to make sure that the bride feels like that dress is hers. And if she wants to add anything to the dress, that's also an option. Whether, you know, she wants to add straps or sleeves or an additional bustle, we want her to feel like she's not compromising just because she's renting. 
Something I'm really curious about, I know that at a lot of for purchase bridal boutiques, often they'll have you order a size that's like so much larger than you, because then it's, I guess, easier to do the alterations and make it fit your body. And I would imagine with renting to kind of cut down on the amount of alteration you're doing, that's not how you would probably go about it? We do have a few secrets under our belt on how we ensure that the dress fits every bride the same, whether she's 5'1 or 5'6. But what I can say is you're correct. So when you're purchasing a wedding dress directly from a designer, you do want to purchase it larger just so you have some room for error if that happens. And so that's something that we made a decision that we made early on is to purchase directly from designers versus from brides so we can control the alterations process more. A lot of times brides will be like, well, you know, they told me I was a size 16 and I'm a regular size eight. Um, And that's kind of one of the reasons why we tell brides just completely take out of your mind what's the size on the tag, because no matter what it is, like the dress is going to fit you perfectly, no matter if it's a says size eight inside and size 16. And honestly, no one's going to ask you what size your dress was. So, so your shop is located in Atlanta. Do you mostly serve local brides or are you also renting to brides who live in other states? Yeah. So recently we've had brides that are coming from all over the Southeast. There's about five to 10 bridal shops, I think within like a 10 mile radius of where we're located. And then you have, you know, the infamous Say Yes to the Dress Bridals by Lori, which is here in Atlanta. So we find that a lot of brides were already coming from outside of the Atlanta area into Atlanta to go to all of these different shops. And so We'll have brides come in, and and it's usually during the week, from Memphis, Chattanooga, really anywhere in the Southeast within a four to six hour drive. And for those brides, we do ensure that when they come in, we do plan some time for them to have that first alterations appointment. So, you know, it's a little bit more convenient for them. Most of our out-of-town brides, I'd say probably 99% of them say yes to the dress with us. And then it's nice because immediately following that appointment, they can go straight into their first alterations appointment. So they really appreciate us you know, taking the time to do that. But our goal is to become the destination spot for brides around the United States. Atlanta, I think, is an amazing place. It's very diverse in their culture and just the way of life. And so women love coming to Atlanta. You know, we have brides all the time that will come here for their bachelorette parties and then come check out dresses or, or vice versa. And so I really think that we're blessed to be in Atlanta and being in such a central location that women want to come from from all over the U.S. Yeah, it's great because there's like a major airport there and everything as well. So yeah, I love that idea of kind of combining maybe like a bachelorette getaway and and dress search at the same time. That's so smart. That's awesome. So with everything going on right now with people having to reschedule and you know, all of that mess that we hope is going to go away, but unfortunately may still be here for a bit. How do you navigate if you are renting for, you know, a specific date and then you have to then change your date? Yeah, so that's happened a lot in the last year or so. We were in the position to say, okay, we can allow you to have over a year. So we gave 365 days for them to be able to come back to us and either get a new dress, or if that dress is still available on their new date, they're able to still rent that dress at no additional cost. So we did extend that to our brides. One interesting thing that we had was we had a lot of brides who reached out to us and said they got pregnant during COVID and that they had to get a different dress. And so brides are at home and they're they're having fun with their fiance, you know, 
they get a little butt in the oven and, and they can't wear that, you know, tight fit and flare dress that they rented a year ago. And so we've, we've just been really intentional to just kind of be there for our brides and just make, you know, make some exceptions that we probably wouldn't have made uh, if we weren't in a pandemic. That's amazing. I think the flexibility offers like peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's so much to gain from renting in terms of a pricing. I mean, that's probably the biggest is that because you're renting, you're able to get something that, you know, the purchase price would be way higher, which maybe even allows you to wear more than one dress. If that's a dream that you have, you can have a costume change, you can wear a pantsuit for part of it. So there's a lot of options there. And I feel like the only thing you don't get if you choose the rental option is the ability to just keep it, which is usually hanging in your closet. And, you know, I feel like unless you really have very specific plans for donating your dress, what else really does happen with a purchase dress? It kind of like sits, you know, I mean, Jess and I have talked about this before, you know, gone are the days where you'd pass down a wedding dress through a family because styles just change so magnificently. And yes, I think there are, you know, we hear of amazing stories where someone repurposed their mom's dress or their aunt's dress and, made it into something they could wear, you know, today. But for the majority of people, that's not what happens. But there is still this like weird feeling of knowing you have to give it back that I think some people worry about. When you have brides coming in, do you find that their families sometimes object to this idea of renting? Or is it pretty much like an accepted thing? So we kind of see it all. You know, we've definitely had times where, you know, a bride comes in with her mother and grandmother and she pulls us to the side and says, Shh, don't tell them this is a rental shop. Um, but we've also <laughs> had times where, where you know, where I asked the bride, I'm like, oh, how'd you hear about it? She's like, oh, my mom just Googled wedding dress rentals or, oh, my husband. One bride was like, my mom never Googles anything. And then she just all of a sudden said she had found a bridal shop that rents. And you just so happen to be in our backyard. And so, you know, I think that there is going to be this stigma and this feeling of not being a, like a normal thing for a little bit. But, you know, I think we're really grateful that, you know, companies like Rent the Runway and Uber and Airbnb laid the groundwork for, you know, the sharing economy and for, you know, that whole rental uh, business model. And I think because of that, people of all ages are getting a little bit more comfortable with using something and then returning it. We do have in place, because there are brides that just aren't sure, like you said, like, they're like, you know, I kind of like the idea, but I really do want to keep this. And so we do have a bridal buyback program. This is for that bride that's not sure if she wants to rent and she can purchase the dress from us where she can return the dress up to 24 hours after her wedding date and she can receive a percentage of her money back. Now we've had several brides that have done that and wanted to keep the dress, but the majority of the time, I'd say probably about 90% of the time, the bride sends the dress back and she's like, oh my gosh, I thought I wanted to keep it. I had so much fun, but I'm done. And she gets the money back and, you know, it's money towards, you know, a honeymoon or, you know, a down payment on a house. And so we do like to offer that as just kind of like a way for brides to kind of feel at ease if they're not sure about renting. That's so interesting that they think they're going to feel really sentimental about it and want to keep it. And then when they get after the wedding day and they kind of think about it from like a practical sense once it's all over that they're like, hmm, actually that money might be nice. I can like put that towards my honeymoon or something else. Like, I love that. I think that's so interesting. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a really great concept. My business partner, she came up with that idea. And, you know, we really wanted to make sure that we weren't leaving any type of bride out, whether they, you know, are comfortable with renting or not. We wanted to be a place where all brides could come and feel, you know, welcomed and valued when they stepped in our door. I love that. Options for everyone. Speaking of options, do you find that most people who are renting are renting like a specific type of dress? You know, like, is it more of an ornate type of princess type of thing that people lean towards for the renting? Or I almost imagine that someone who's really looking for that amazing ball gown thing is going to gravitate towards renting because truly like you cannot do anything with that dress after but you know there are options to be renting pantsuits there's options to rent every type of dress i'm curious if there's a pattern in what you see people looking for when it comes to renting not really actually we have brides who like you're saying they want that cinderella experience and they realize most of them realize that hey if i want this cinderella dream and this experience, it's going to cost a lot of money. So I need to find an alternative. And then that's when they, you know, stumble upon us. You know, we love one of the trends is detachable trains and the detachable train, you can have two amazing looks. So you can have that princess look as you walk down the aisle, and then you can have that sexy fit and flare when you are at your reception. Brides don't necessarily know about that. You know, a first time bride, you know, this is I mean, when I got married, I had no idea, you know, then that's why, you know, you have sites like you guys, you know, to be able to help you navigate this, this new world that you're in trying to plan this wedding, just this industry and just in general, you know, as a business, being able to understand what they're looking for, because honestly, sometimes they may not know what they're looking for. All they're relying on is, you know, Pinterest and Instagram. And, you know, when they come in, it's a completely different ballgame. And so we intentionally make sure that we help educate them as as we go on and make sure that they have they leave there happy and feeling like they made the right decision. Yeah, I think that's super important and that's also why we you know wanted to have an episode about these just the idea of renting a dress in general because we know it's something that can be a little bit hard for people to swallow up front. But like, as you said, with a lot of people choosing to then return their dress the day after, it ends up being something that does really fit into their values and what they want, you know, eventually. And so being able to just start considering the idea, I think that's the most important thing, right? Just knowing what's out there, knowing that there are companies like Lane London that are forging their way in this industry and making these new revolutionary ideas, right? It's nobody like questions when a man is going to just rent his tux and not keep it. And for some reason, that is questioned for women, really probably just because they haven't seen it before. So get on Google, like go and look at these places that offer it, speak to other brides, ask them about their experience renting, ask them about the experience of giving it back, you know, just get the idea. Maybe you end up deciding it's not for you. But I think knowing what's out there and knowing that it is possible to get all of the looks you want, like that full dream that you envisioned, and also save some money at the same time is just a really savvy thing to consider. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree anymore. If you're planning a wedding, you've probably already realized that fresh flowers can be pretty expensive. That's why we absolutely love Something Borrowed Blooms the rent and return floral boutique that allows you to borrow your wedding flowers. Something Barred Blooms uses high quality silk florals and greenery to create stunning arrangements for your wedding. Everything from tiny boutonnieres to bouquets, centerpieces, and more. The best part? 
you'll save over 70% compared to the cost of using fresh flowers from a traditional florist. So savvy. And the process is super simple. You place your order, it arrives on your doorstep the week of your wedding, you'll pull out your blooms, use and enjoy them, then put them right back in the same boxes and send them on their merry way. So easy. And of course, we have an exclusive offer just for you. Use code BUDGETSAVVY on any wedding order over $65 and you'll get a free centerpiece rental included. So great. Visit somethingborrowedblooms.com to view their stunning silk flower collections today. The industry has been changing for a while. And so, you know, if you think about it, the, you know, all the largest bridal retailers in the U.S. are named after men and they're ran by men. So you have David's Bridal, you have Jared, you have Kleinfeld. And I think for the longest time, tradition has told us that there's only one way to do things. And nobody has said there's another way. And so I think tradition needs to catch up with the times. It is all about the dress, but spending thousands on something you'll only wear once isn't practical. And that's not how women are doing it these days. And so I'm excited to be a part of that change. And it just I just look forward to being able to share our message with so many more women. You guys have created an amazing platform for brides who, you know, it's not about being cheap. It's about being savvy. I love the word savvy in you guys' name. Yes. You know, it's smart. It's smart and savvy. And at the end of the day, if you don't know, now you know. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, <laughs> if, if, you, if, you did, if you don't know about us, now you know about us. If you are a truly savvy bride, you listen to this podcast and you download all of your amazing tools. And yeah, now you know about Lane London. So there's no excuses. <laughs> it's a mic drop moment. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who might be curious, like we're talking about like costs or concern, how much on average can people maybe expect to save by renting their dress versus buying new? Yeah. So in the U.S., just according to the not, the average price that a woman spends on a dress is about $1,500. Um, it's actually gone down just because of the pandemic. I think it was about 68% of women now spend around $1,000 or less, but they can save up to, I would say, 75-80% on their dress. And what I like to tell brides is the price of the dress isn't the only price that you're going to pay for that dress. You have to remember that there's alterations. You have to remember that there's going to be dry cleaning if you're purchasing the dress. And then you have to remember that there you have to store it somehow, whether that's in one of those weird boxes or <laughs> at your mom's house. And so so there's a lot of costs that go uh, towards the dress. Our, our average rental, so dresses range from about $299 upwards of about $1,500 to $1,700. And our average rental is going to be around $750, $800 hundred dollars for the dress. If you get alterations and you know your veil, your wedding and sash, all the good things, your complete look, we can get you out the door around $1,500, which as I said, was the price of just the dress. Amazing. Very savvy option for anyone who is considering. I mean, really, it's like you said, I always like to calculate just with my everyday clothing purchases, like the cost per wear of an item, which for a wedding dress, you're only going to wear it once unless you maybe take some bridal portraits or whatever. So it's just not practical to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on something you're really only going to wear for maybe eight hours. So I love that this is an option. I love that you're giving brides this option and making it available to them. And I think it's so smart. And I hope that we see this trend just rise in popularity because not only is it cost friendly, but it's also contributing less waste as well by reusing something that other people are going to use as well. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about it, just on the most like basic level, 
you spend all this time looking for the dress of your dreams. And this is one of the most gorgeous things that you'll ever purchase for yourself. And then you wear it for a few hours and then you throw it in a closet, you know? And so it's like, why wouldn't another woman think that was the most gorgeous dress and want to wear that also? You know, we get brides all the time that will come in and be like, oh my God, I, I want to buy this dress. Can I buy it? And I'm like, you can. However, this dress is someone else's dress too. They may not know it yet, or you may not know it yet, but the whole idea and concept behind our, our business model is why are you going to spend all this money to just put it in a closet? We want this dress to have life. We, I love when brides come in and they call the dress, they're like, oh, she's beautiful. And I think that's <laughs> great because, you know, it's, it's really kind of like almost putting a personality to the dress. And so, you know, we want, we want her to be able to be a friend to multiple brides. And we want, you know, that dress to be able to have many lives versus this, you know, one life and then thrown in a closet. And so I think it's really important for, for brides to just kind of understand that, yes, I get it. You know, your, your mom or your grandma may want you to keep the dress and then have your, your daughter, your granddaughter wear it. But trust me, we have brides that come in and it's their second or third wedding. And they're like, honey, I would never wear that thing again. I want a sexy dress. I want this, that, and this. And, and a lot of times those brides who it's their second or third marriage, they're like, I was kind of forced into this certain style and, you know, that's not what I wanted. And, and now that I'm getting married again, I want the dress of my dreams, the true dress of my dreams. And those are some really cool conversations to have with brides as well. I love the wisdom that comes from second or third time brides because they really do focus on like what actually matters to them. And I think so much of what we're trying to alleviate for the brides who are listening, who are planning their first wedding is to help them hone in on those things. Because the first time you plan a wedding, you're feeling so much of that external pressure and maybe doing things not the way that you truly necessarily want to. Absolutely. I, I get so inspired by some of those women who are doing it a second or third time. And they are just glowing just as much as that first time bride. You know, the expression that's like really popular right now, like I wish I had the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's have all brides have the clarity of what matters as a second time bride. You know what I mean? I don't know Absolutely. if that's a thing, but I, I feel like it should be a thing. Well, and I know we haven't talked about it yet, but one of the biggest trends that we're seeing are brides coming in alone. Brides saying, I don't want to do the whole bride squad. I, I just, I don't. And I don't want to deal with all of those opinions. I love those people. I want them in my wedding, but I want to come on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. and do it by myself. And I think that's also, you know, to your point, just a, a point of like a bride saying, I'm not compromising, you know, I'm going to be unapologetically myself. And actually, those are, to me, the most fun appointments to do. You know, she's drinking champagne, she's having fun by herself, and she's confident enough to say yes to the dress without having anyone else there. I think that's something that's really showing that the industry needs to catch up with that. A lot of bridal shops aren't even open during the week. They're just open on the weekends. And, and so it's, it's interesting, like I said, like our industry is steeped in so much tradition. One of those being, you know, you go on the weekend with six of your friends and your mom and your grandma, and you lug them around to three or four shops all day. We still see that and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we, you know, we welcome that experience, but I think it's interesting to see whether, you know, it's, it's a working woman that calls and asks if we have Wi-Fi because she needs to get on her Zoom call and <laughs> while, she, while she's at bridal shopping or, or the mom who, you know, has two stay-at-home kids and asks if she can bring them to her appointment. And it's like, absolutely, come on, let's do it. A lot's changing from the customer stance. And so I think the industry just needs to continue to catch up. 
I love this. We are disrupting the bride squad wedding dress shopping <laughs> moment. And I love that. I mean, yeah. you know, I was sitting there thinking while you were saying that I could not imagine showing up alone and having the weight of that decision like on my shoulders, which by the way, it's really not because you don't have to make a decision that day. But that was my first thought, right? And then I started to think about all of the freedom that you do actually get when you don't have anybody else's opinion. Sometimes you need some time to form your own opinion. You know, sometimes you put something on and you don't know right away. You can't like put a finger on it and somebody else saying something will change your mind. Maybe not in the way that you wanted it to be changed, you know? So like disrupting the need to have 800 people with you on, you know, your shopping day. I think that's great. If you do have those people in your life where you're like, you know, I don't make a decision without my mom then fine, have her there. But you don't need to if maybe that's not going to be the most beneficial thing for you. Yeah. And so here's something really cool that we do that I'm not sure if any any other shop does. And you know, if they want to, you're more than welcome to. So we have two different types of appointments. So one of them is a 60 minute appointment that we call I'm just looking. And then we have a 90 minute appointment that's kind of titled, um, I'm ready to say yes to the dress. And so what we'll have a lot of times is we'll have the bride come in by herself for that 60 minute appointment. She'll try on dresses. Uh, usually it's her first time ever trying on dresses. And so we'll, we'll take her measurements, figure out kind of what her style is. And she'll have maybe like three to five favorites. And then she'll book that 90 minute appointment and bring her mom or whoever she wants to bring with her. And she really controls the appointment in addition to the stylist. And so during that 60 minute conversation and looking at the styles, her and her stylist have kind of like almost almost this powwow that says like, okay, I'm going to come with a 90 minute appointment. I want their opinion, but these are the five dresses. One of these dresses is my dress. I need you to kind of help me navigate the conversation. And it kind of goes back to the whole like, you know, the stylist educating and kind of really being a part of, of the bride's day and really being her champion. Because like I said, I mean, there's a lot of opinions. And so that bride will come back, she'll do the 90 minute appointment, you know, with the champagne, you know, the Instagrammable moments with her friends and family. But she says, Hey, guys, these are the five dresses that I've selected. Tell me which one you like. And she'll take their opinion and then she, you know, she went, okay, thank you. And then she'll make her decision. I'm obsessed. And that's brilliant. Calling it the I'm just looking appointment. Because how many times as a shopper are you walking through a store trying to just truly look? It's like a preliminary thing. And you end up having to say that to somebody that works there who who's really just in earnest trying to help you, right? But it becomes like a, well, I'm just looking and now like the awkwardness of that is yeah, there's like a stigma like, to it. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Take some of the pressure off too, which is great because no one wants to feel like pressured to make a decision on the spot either. I know I'm I'm the type of gal who likes to take her time. I need time to process. <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, something that's such a big purchase, whether you're renting or you're buying. You know, there's there's a, a lot of salons that will flat out tell you like, do not come in, do not book an appointment unless you are ready to put down a deposit. And it's kind of like, well, I haven't even been there yet. Like you're already asking me to like commit to a deposit. Like this is this is a lot. And so I just, I just don't understand that. I mean, I think that you have to be mindful, especially in these times of days, um, you know, we're, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, the, you know, the economy is just kind of getting back up, like, and you expect someone to put, you know, a thousand, $2,000 deposit on something that they haven't even seen yet. 
Yeah, there's just so much about what you guys do at Lane London that we are such big fans of. The fact that you are so adamantly saying like, we are going to buck tradition because we think there are better ways to do this is just something we really identify with at Budget Savvy Bride. And so we want to give you a chance to just tell our listeners where they can find you, you know, all that good stuff. Sure. So you can find us at lanelondon.com, also on Instagram at lane underscore London, or our new favorite TikTok at Lane London. I'm a big fan of the TikTok. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, London. It was awesome talking to you today. It was a pleasure, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon.